0: Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Film Angle. My name is Chris, and I'm Alex. And we're just we're back in the rhythm of it again, Alex, aren't we? I think uh, we've been talking new movies. We're, we're, you're back from holidays. We're sort of there's a lot of stuff coming out now, and we're sort of like getting a bit more out of that crappy summer phase at the minute. Yes, out of the summer into the
1: into the kind of the award season fair. Yeah. There's, there's good stuff in the cinemas. It's good stuff on TV. It's all yeah. Film festivals
0: all... are like highlighting a lot of really good stuff apparently at the minute. Exactly. Um, so, so yeah, I'm really excited. That being
1: said, nothing I watched this week was awards season type film. So I don't know why I said <laughs> that, but I, you know, I just, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot more going on and I think it's only about to, to, to get bigger soon, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, obviously we've got like re-releases a lot of at the minute. I mean, I, I managed to catch up with, um, with Poltergeist. i a movie I had never seen before. Um, a classic. I know it's like one of those classics. You're like, I just need to get round to, but you never have for some reason. Um, so it was really good to have an excuse to go see it, having its 40th anniversary. Uh, we went to see that in 40 X, which was a really interesting way to watch a horror movie. I've never seen yeah. a horror movie in 40 X. Um, so it was it was really cool. But what yeah, is what is the forty X experience like? I've not done it. What is, I, it, I is think it,
1: it is it worth it?
0: Definitely was for for us with our subscription that we've got with our cinema. Um, it was they were doing a promotion where 40x screens were were the same were were free essentially, so it wasn't a surcharge like it usually was. So it was like you know why not? It's absolutely it's it's for free. Why don't we go see this in 40x? The only other film I've seen in in one of those screens is Frozen Two. Whenever that came out, um, (laughs) so those are my two experiences. Um, very different. Um, cold and wet <laughs> old, old and wet, one's cold um, I think- it's a cold, cold and wet no, they don't actually I don't think they change the temperature or anything but <laughs> it, it it is really really funny Um, you go into it and you feel kind of there's a sense of silliness you know, you're like it, it takes you both out of the movie and puts you in at the same time, it's immersive but like when a movie doesn't know what to do with it, sometimes sometimes the camera in a movie like Poltergeist isn't really moving that much. It's kind hmm. of stationary, and you got more talky scenes. So they compensate by making the seats follow the traction of the camera. So say like a dog is watching from walking from the kitchen into the living room, the camera just like moves with the dog, and you feel kind of silly. Um, being in that sort of motion. But moments when it's like full, everything's going crazy in the house and ghosts are coming out and, and yeah. the car's flying everywhere, then that's pretty fun. But um yeah, it's definitely worth checking out anyway. I think I'd love to do uh like a big action film in
1: one. Yeah. I think that would you be You need the to do like to a big around. dumb movie. Yeah, yeah, like a
0: like a Jurassic World type of Star Wars movie it's perfect for, I imagine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and when you say 4D have
0: you got the three D glasses on, I'm assuming as well. Uh no no that's actually neither of the movies I went to see uh 40x yeah. or were in 3D we, I don't know, we I are thinking it would have
1: of that dimension as well. Well why. we
0: are thinking of doing the re-release of Avatar um is we're, they're doing a 40x 3D screening so we're thinking of maybe checking that out next week um if we feel up to it. um but yeah they, they, it does have 3D option. That's a good idea. Uh, apparently
1: they fully remastered that Avatar film. Um, I was seeing the other day, uh, Mm. for like the, they did press screenings for it and they, you know, people weren't allowed to use their phones or anything like that. Um, like the, and it was just like, this is a film that's, you know, like 10 years ago came out. Um, you know, what's, what's with all the secrecy, but apparently they've like really like remastered it a little bit and kind of really brought it up to, to, you know, the standards of today's projectors and, and, and stuff like that. So they've, they've, they've tweaked it.
0: And also, I heard that they're going to be showing extra promotional material for Avatar The Way of Water Um, just oh, for these screenings. Sense. Oh, that might make um, sense
1: as to why the phones.
0: I was thinking, like, all right, it looks better
1: resolution. You're not going to pick that up on a phone. But yeah, the, the previews for the next one, that would, that would make sense.
0: We must yeah. be due another so-
1: trailer soon for that one.
0: It feels like it, right? I mean, the, the first trailer didn't even feel like a trailer; it was more like a showcase of the visuals that you'll be seeing in this movie. Um, yeah, if that makes sense, it kind of wasn't like a traditional teaser. So, I think yeah. we are definitely, yeah, we're, we must be. I think we're. I want to see an Indiana Jones trailer too. There's loads of things I want to see. Um, yeah. I when think is the, Indiana Jones? Pl-
1: though. Is that next year?
0: I think it, yeah, it's next year. Um, I think it was originally planned for the end of this year, but they've. Fished, I don't know why they pushed it back or something, but I, I think they're fairly confident in it. So I don't Did know why. Did you see um, Harrison Ford like tearing up a little bit
1: in yeah, uh, which D23. is strange for him. I know, like people were pointing out the difference between him talking about Star Wars <laughs> and Han Solo, and where he's like, I don't give a crap, and uh, and then obviously with Indiana Jones, where he was getting proper emotional about the film and and basically his his, his goodbye to the character
0: um yeah. Yeah, I, I ho- yeah i hope li- it's good yeah me too i mean i think that they literally had to drag him out of bed to play Han Solo again didn't they? i don't think the hair and makeup team even had time to do his hair
1: <laughs> i heard there's a bit of de-aging going on in uh, in a few of the sequences and stuff so we might see oh, yeah. might see that kind of disney uh de-aging software come out to play which we've seen in obviously well- like the mandalorian and stuff
0: that's the hard thing about it isn't it because people were already complaining about his age last time he played indiana jones and that was 2008 and Mm. it's going to be interesting to see how they like sort of pave like weave their way out of that argument this time because i think a lot of people will just have will have that issue like if they're going to have indy swinging with his whip around like trees again or anything they have to really (laughs) i don't know what they're going to do i think it's got like a time travel element because
1: i've heard that they might there might be something like that that seems weird i don't know if i want time travel in my indiana jones
0: well i i say that because if you look at the cast list and you look at the the, the stills behind the scenes um the nazis are back so mm. you know the last time we saw indiana jones it was it, we we were in the 50s uh, you know atomic bomb era and you know the cold war the russians so if we're going back to that, that would suggest time travel? I I, I don't know. Maybe. But I'm I mean, excited for it anyway.
1: Like I, It could be present day, man. It could be present day. The Nazis are back.
0: He's got, he's got, yeah, he's got dementia, <laughs> and he's just seeing visions of Nazis and past adventures and things like that. that could be oh, sorry. Something. I
1: was trying to be political.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Ugh. <laughs> uh. So I mentioned I mentioned um, me and my partner Lauren. We went to go see Poltergeist for the first time over the weekend. It's it's 40th anniversary, and actually quite a surprisingly big turnout. There seems to be like a lot of love out there for Poltergeist. I know it's kind of doing quite a few screenings over these two weeks, and um, yeah, I, I gotta admit, I, I I found love as well there. To be honest, it felt like a classic that I knew but I'd never seen before. It's really strange. It feels like it should be in your data bank of 80s horror movies, along with Nightmare on Elm Street and, or even things like the Goonies. It's got a really like, it's got the horror elements in there, but it is also surprisingly quite a light movie. Um, it was, produced and written by Steven Spielberg I think it's 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 a fair thing to say so it really has that E.T. energy that he was really um kind of garnering at the end of the 80s and the and the early 90s and uh, yeah it was, it was a really it was a really fun movie it was very um very provocative in, in terms of you know kind of showcasing man's greed you know building suburban homes and and you know building homes over the dead and and what happens when you disturb the graves of 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 people in the past and what happens to their bodies and it's surprisingly very very thoughtful um as well which i wasn't really expecting it has some moments where it really it's not just like a fun house where it's going boo at you every two seconds it takes a moment to kind of respect um the afterlife and and why poltergeists are here and everything but it was it was a really fun movie um I wouldn't say it was outwardly scary, but, you know, I had a lot of fun watching it. And that's kind of like, you know, that's the, that's the main thing. It was a good 80s popcorn flick. And having that extra layer of having a 40x experience, having the smells pumped in, um, water in your face and being chucked about over the place was, was pretty fun. What kind of stuff do you smell? Well, it's really weird the the whole plot kind of centers around the the young girl he's being she's being sucked in by the tv a poltergeist spirit has taken over the house and he plunges her through the tv and and keeps her prisoner in there and the family bring in a team of mediums to come in and try to exercise the house and bring get the poltergeist to release her from the television and um the mother is in distress and she's like She's going crazy. She's like picking up clothing and going like, "I can, st- I can still smell her. I can still smell her." And they start pumping in a smell during that part of the movie. It's like, like the audience can also share in the smell of the of the ga- of the disappearing six year old daughter. It's a really strange um, way to utilize that that. Um, that device but um they have to find it somewhere in the movie and that's where it was i suppose
1: <laughs> interesting very interesting i'd love to be the guy who programs in how you how you you know how the seats move and all that kind of stuff to the film just sitting there going like oh this would be a good moment to splash water on people yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah and you get like smell get... in here and stuff
0: yeah you get also in the back headrest you get like pockets of air that like are pressurized and like and blow into your side of your cheeks and um and you also get like those tube those plastic tubes that like whack your feet whenever like like, a jump scare happens and it's quite fun
1: that's hilarious that's i remember when i was very young we went and saw um honey i shrunk the kids uh it was like a disneyland ride in like Mm. disneyland paris and um i had to leave i was too scared Of all the kind of things happening around
0: (laughs) me. (laughs) Well, that movie movie was like really scary to me as a kid. Seeing those giant insects. I don't know if they had that in the ride. Did they? It was like a. It was
1: It was was like a brief. I don't know if it. It might have been a sequel to the film. Like like a. It was more like a fifteen minute like brief thing rather than a whole film. Um, but you have got the whole forty X experience, like rats running underneath your feet. But it would be just like probably pockets of air or something water being oh. splashed in your face all that kind of stuff freaked me right out um but yeah did you I was did, did you ever
0: you went to disney world haven't you uh
1: yeah F- F- florida florida I don't yeah know in florida yeah um, Florida. yeah yeah. i've been to Florida, uh, disney world florida
0: yes yeah it's just Dis- it's disneyland in california and disney world and, and, and okay florida. I've,
1: what's it in paris is that disneyland it's disneyland
0: paris. as well yeah. Okay,
1: so I've been to Disneyland, Paris, I've been to Disneyland, uh, Disney World, Florida. And Sorry, Disney, Disney World. Sorry, yeah. Disney people, I don't know my lands, my worlds, <laughs> well, <It's> alright.
0: <laughs> I don't know, if you, do you remember, like, did you go to Animal Kingdom and they had the Bugs Life ride? Um, it's tough to be a bug, where it's like under the tree, and the big giant tree in Animal Kingdom. And it's like, it's basically, it's a bug theater and it's kind of a 4D experience, but it's really creepy because you're actually underground in this theater. And, um, at the end, it's like, it's like, you're a bug. Basically they try to make it like you're a bug in an auditorium watching with other bugs. And at the end of it, whenever the bugs are leaving the theater, you can hear them scurrying and they're, they're, they're going under your seat and, um, and it pushes your seat right up. And it's like a hard rod that goes right in the tail of your tail of your back. And um it it's 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 like the most shocking thing. I remember the first time I, had, I I was bruised by it for like weeks. Um but yeah, that was probably the worst thing I've ever had, 40X wise. But it was it was pretty cool. I don't remember.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I honestly I don't remember Bugs the Bugs Life Ride. I can't remember that one. Sounds cool though. And that was Disney that was
0: Disney World. As Disney World. As yes, Disney the World. one got, honestly, all the Maybe Disney fans then. would be, this is like basic Disney fan stuff, Alex.
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I that was,
1: Disney World was probably the more recent one. I'm trying to think, probably like 10 years ago, but I don't really remember that mm. one. Yeah, I don't really remember that
0: one. I imagine it's an older one too, because Bugs Life was out, Bugs what, Lunch, like 20 yeah, years yeah. ago?
1: Yeah, 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 definitely.
0: Hmm. Talking Not a true of, fun.
1: Bugs, yeah, and bugs live in wildlife areas.
0: Oh and right, okay. This yeah. is my
1: segue. This is my segue, and <laughs> I watched a film. <laughs> I was trying to come up with the with the best uh, segue I could, but it wasn't happening. I went, I went and saw Beast, the new Idris Elba film. Which basically boils down to Idris Elba versus a lion. Um,
0: is he a genie this
1: time? No, not a genie in this one. Not a okay. genie in this one. Okay. He is a. He's a he's a widowed man with his with his two daughters. Of course, a, he is on a trip to South Africa to a, to like a game reserve, uh, where his late wife, um, was from a village where his late wife was from. Um, I guess re- reconciling about the past, uh, you get the idea that his uh, his his daughters are, at least one of them, not so happy with him. I think things went south with, with his wife before she got ill, and he kind of left. And then he wasn't really around when she was ill, and then obviously she passed away. So there's a bit of an emotional family coming together arc throughout the whole thing as well. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, we're here to watch Idris Elba fight a lion. And it takes a yes. little takes a little That's minute to get there. Takes a little minute to get there. <laughs> but Idris Elba fights a lion.
0: <laughs> it is cool. <laughs> More specifically, like a guy dressed up as a lion, if if I've heard right. It's like someone dressed up as a lion and or no, they put on a CG suit and then he had to fight a person and then they just like made it into a lion I have no how,
1: how idea how they did it. It
0: definitely isn't a
1: guy in a suit. It's definitely um CGI. Um, but it's hmm. good, it's good effects, there's no doubt about it. Um, I mean, I don't think it was ever going for, like, full-blown realism, but, um, yeah, you've got this line, it's very angry line, at the very start of the film, some pokers kill its whole pride, and it's the only one left, and then you get a bit of a...
0: <laughs> oh, right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's, it's very got, ang-
0: It's got a vendetta, it's got a agenda. Yeah, it's, 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 not it's just rightfully
1: angry, and it's rightfully angry at humans, <laughs> um you know so it can't it can't decipher what's a good human and what's a poacher you know um so yeah it's just on this kind of like bloodlust in in this area and just killing as as many people as can and it it, it, i mean it's 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 gnarly it kills like a whole village of people it's pretty this is this sounds amazing (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) it's it's like shot nicely it's it's taken like Relatively, yeah, it's taken pretty seriously. Like, if like that sounds like a B movie, and when I say it out loud, everyone realise how kind of dumb the film is, <laughs> but it like it, it grabs you in and it takes it takes the whole thing relatively seriously. Um, Charlotte Copley's in there from, from District 12,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah the prawns those... and everything, yeah, yeah, you prawn. Um, yeah, he's but... great in that.
1: Oh, I don't know, he's in he's every now and then he just randomly he was... wasn't he a Maleficent?
0: He was like the Canaan Maleficent. That's like the only Ooh. thing I've seen him in, but he's he's always good when he's in things. Yeah, he might have been. Uh, that rings a bell. That rings a bell. Mm. But yeah,
1: he's great. He plays, um, you know, a friend of the family. Uh, they all call him uncle. I don't think he is their uncle. I might be wrong.
0: Definitely, definitely the bad guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Really? I mean,
1: I don't want to spoil the film, but I mean... At the end of the day, I mean, there are some bad guys in there, but at the end of the day, it's it's, it's a tale of misunderstanding. You know, the oh, family gets caught in the wrath of a lion. You know, the lion doesn't know that these guys are just, you know, okay people. Li- he lion just, just, wants- just
0: getting revenge.
1: The lion just wants to kill him, man. It's a gnarly looking, angry lion it's been through a lot and it's a hunter and it's just will well, rip you to shreds uh but yeah i mean like it's it's kind of very b movie type plot mm. with a bit of a, a, an emotional undercurrent for the human characters um you know like those kind of monster movies uh it sometimes don't always get the human element right cuz all you want to see is is a lion fight someone or kill someone but they actually yeah. get you know you actually have like a pretty good character story in here um yeah, I mean, it's it's it was it was a Sunday uh, afternoon, easy kind of, you know, relatively easy film just to sit down, and just enjoy. You don't have to take it too seriously, even though the film obviously takes itself relatively seriously. Um, yeah. But it's just it was just kind of like a fun time. And then obviously, you know, near the end, you get that fight between Idris Elba and a lion. And it would make sense that they had a guy in a mocap suit because it looks pretty good. And they definitely go <laughs> yeah. for the realism somewhat in that situation. I think Idris Elba probably um, holds out a lot longer than <laughs> any other human would against the lion. Oh yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but it's Idris Elba. I mean, you know. it's Idris Elba. Like, who knows what that man can do? I I believed it. I believed it. Um, yeah, I just it was it was it was a good fun film, and it was kind of like reminiscent of like a Jaws. It kind of reminded me of those like. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the you know the original Jurassic Park when they're all hiding from like the Velociraptors and stuff like that like it it, it doesn't ever kind of stray away from the fact that this is like an unpredictable animal um, something and, that's and the just fear like, comes
0: from that something that is just like w- will stop at nothing until it is killed so uh, yeah it, it's going to come it's kill or be killed it's that alien Veloc- like you said the Velociraptor kitchen scene sort of stuff it's yeah, yeah, it's going to stop at nothing until it gets you.
1: Yeah, that's kind yeah, of yeah. Cool. It's like all right. Obviously, the premise is Idris Elba versus lion, but at the end of the day, you can't technically fight your way out of this. It is a lion. Um, so I'm just so surprised
0: we- how they've humanized the humanized the lion. <laughs> it's <laughs> like he's he's came home from work and he's wearing his his three piece suit and he's got his briefcase, his hand and his. Family are murdered. Well, they I take mean, you on a literally. bit of a history
1: lesson with some other lions, and like these lions won't attack unless provoked, and, and, and you're in their area and stuff like that. So, a lion going out of its way to kill people is seen as like, mm. oh, something weird's going on here. So, obviously, the very opening scene is the weird thing that's gone on poachers have just basically slaughtered the rest of his pride. Um, and that you know, I, I doubt, I don't know, you know, it's not supposed to. It's not supposed to be real. topical.
0: I mean, like the last sort of, yeah, I guess, I, I, yeah, is it kind of like going for a message? Because poachers, I mean, trophy hunters, especially like you know mm. from from Western cultures as well, not just from Africa, have been such a bad press thing over the last sort of five ten years, where you know people posting photos of killing beautiful African animals like lions and everything over the, you know and and post them online as as a as a as a bragging right. But like, is it going for that, or is it just your summer Hollywood fun, stupid movie with Idris Elba fighting the lion? Uh, mainly the second one, but a little bit of the first. We talk about, you <laughs> Well, know, that's what a, everybody wants. A, yeah,
1: exactly. There's, a, there's there is talking about like why the poachers want the lions, and they're selling all this different stuff on the black market, and and there's there's talk of like anti poaching. Um, you know, people who go out there to specifically kill poachers, um, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that all kind of leads into the into the story at different uh, different places. But at the end of this, it's, it's a survival film. And it, it's mm. done really well, you are constantly thinking, how are they going to get out of this? How are they going to get out of this? Um, and, you know, the kind of extremes they have to go
0: to to, to survive. Um, yeah. Like if it was 10 years ago, it probably would have been Liam Neeson playing that role, um, exactly. it, it seems like. Yeah. Um, and
1: I was thinking that because there was that film, I mean, it ended before he fought the, gray? the wolf. The grey. And he's about to fight the wolf at the end. Uh, great I a Great ending, but people here, I quite like that ending. I think it's because they showed that ending in, in the film. So everybody was like, oh, I'm going to this film to watch Liam Neeson fight a wolf, which sounds
0: great. It was in the trailer. The last shot of the movie is in the trailer. Yeah, that's, what that's I'm probably yeah that's part of the issue. But no, but if, if you if you didn't see the trailers, it's a good ending. Yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah, I mean, um, I don't hear a lot of people talking about Beasts too much. I uh, when I was in Canada, I saw it advertised everywhere. So I don't know how well it's doing or anything like that. But it just made me think like these kind of like very solid three and a half star films. You know, good character stuff. Idris Elba fights a lion. Um, it's a good fun time. I don't have to think too heavily about it. Um, you know, <laughs> where are these films where,
0: in the cinema? Where are these
1: Idris Elba versus Lion films?
0: Make a whole franchise. <laughs> yeah, and like, surely that's like people are should be queuing up to see me feel like guys. Where where are we at now, really, with Idris Elba and his career? Because you know he's kind of been all over the place. Um, not in a bad way. I mean, like I I really just love the way he throws himself into like every sort of project like different projects all the time he was playing like bad guys for a long time but like like i said he's got this out and he's got three thousand years of learning he's just done sonic 2 recently you know he's he's doing a bit of everything he's obviously like everybody loves him like he's, well, he's
1: I, I, I think, one of most. Those- i think tv knew how to handle him better and that's why you had him as a as an excellent excellent villain in the wire as of bell and then you had him yeah, play kind of the kind film. of rogue hero in Luther, and Luther, trying yeah. to translate that into the into the film world, like you said, he's played a mix of those characters, but not he's he's never really been given the reins to a big big franchise. Um, and I don't know, I, I yeah. feel like people don't know what to do with him sometimes. But I love Idris Elba, um, and yeah, I'd I'd be first in line if they gave him the new Bond film. That's for sure. I'd I'd see him as the new Bond, but I, I have a feeling potentially he might be a little bit too old for that now. I don't know.
0: They might go down. The like, he's like al- he's he's like almost at the precipice of being like one of the biggest stars on the planet. He's just always almost there. Yeah, I, I think it's still gonna. I think it's still gonna come. I think he just needs a couple of like projects. That are really interesting but like yeah i just I respect the way
1: everybody knows
0: him right like that's that's it everybody knows him but
1: no big studios yet from what i'm I'm trying to like rack my head around you know has he been the big lead in a big big
0: blockbuster
1: i can't i don't think he has
0: i mean like i i think everybody was banking on him to be such a big success when cats was released um but you know (laughs) People just didn't really connect with with the movie. Uh, not not a fault on the performance. You know, McCavity <laughs> was a was a stunning performance and a stunning role for him. But um, yeah, yeah, that, that that should have been the big career launcher for him. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I almost feel like Beast is his way of apologizing for being in Cat.
0: <laughs> it's like beating uh, up his character. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah he's kind of like I I I shouldn't have done
0: that film. Here,
1: here, watch me fight a big cat
0: <laughs> yeah not be a ha- it's so funny in that movie because he doesn't even have any hair in, in Cats he's just like a hairless like silk suited so smooth. villain so smooth yeah.
1: yeah oh yeah I forgot he was in Cats I wish you didn't remind me of that film it's one of the last films I watched in the cinema before the whole world
0: went into, into pandemic mode it did seem to be what started it all <laughs> I think God, that was the ev- last movie I saw for like a year. Nothing's ever been the
1: same since cats. Nothing's ever
0: Nothing's been, the, been same. the same
1: since cats. Nothing, think <laughs> about it. Nothing's been the same since cats.
0: Yeah, so I went to see The Woman King. Um so this kind of follows the story of uh, the Agoji, which are were these group of women. They're like a female warrior unit who protected this African kingdom of Dahomey, which um, in the late 1800s was kind of involved um, with the slave trade. And um, the movie sort of portrays it um, as them sort of being under the thumb of Western rule and kind of trying to kind of leave that and go into more farming and be a bit more self-sufficient and give more back to the african people but they're really really struggling um there's a real pull from from the portuguese trying to keep them from from doing that and it really starts an all-out war um but it focuses on this warrior tribe who history sort of tells us that um in africa this woman tribe were, were actually kind of the fiercest warriors in in that sort of african history and they were really well revered across africa i think even before they fought in wars they were originally elephant hunters um the movie doesn't depict this but this is from my own research they were they were so skilled that they could single-handedly take down elephants with their skills and um yeah absolutely fierce and this movie really like really shows that off it's epic and scale it's it's beautiful to look at it really kind of depicts africa in a really kind of realistic way that we haven't seen too much it's so, i mean have you ever seen many historical epics set on you know set on african tribes i, I can't really think of any no no I, I don't think i have and and i think hollywood
1: has this has this weird thing of uh of putting a yellow filter uh, whenever we go anywhere that isn't, uh, <laughs> you know, Europe or America.
0: Yeah, because um, it's probably not shot in Africa.
1: Um, But obviously, judging from the trailers in this film, and probably because of the people involved with it, you ain't going to get no yellow filters here.
0: No, it's, yeah, it's really naturally lit. It's very lush, beautiful. It's a kind of like, it's kind of like going back to the big... Hollywood blockbusters of, that we used to get in, in the 90s and the early 2000s that we sort of don't really get anymore, you know, just a kind of a really traditional story but the difference is this time we've got the sort of focus on a, on a, on a group of female warriors and, and the dynamic print there and it's also directed, you know, by female director Gina Prince uh, by Huda. I'm a big fan of hers as well and it really, you know, this is a movie made by women, for women, about women and, um, and against the oppression of men and everything, but also kind of it, it, it respects um, both sides of the war. It, it, it's very interesting, amazing performances. Viola Davis, I mean, have we ever got a bad Viola Davis performance? I mean, <laughs> she absolutely rules in this, and it's her, the control that she brings to the character. She is the leader of the Agoji. She is kind of, she is the head of the tribe. She's very skilled experienced warrior she's quite stoic she's got a lot of um you know she's had a lot of experience she's got a lot of scars over her body and everybody seems to respect her even even the men in the tribe and the king seems to really trust her opinion and uh, um, she seems to have earned her position it's quite far into her career and uh, it is, we also follow the POV of a character, a young character called Nawi, who has been basically given up by her adoptive father after a strain of failed attempts to get her to marry, um, arranged marriages with older Fifty-something-year-old man, which in itself is quite unpleasant, and she kind of resists against that. Her father throws her at the gates of the palace and says, "No, you're you're the king's now," and mm-hmm. um, so she she gets taken in to the Egojis, and she she trains um through a sort of a barrage of really hardcore trials to get in there and prove herself. Um, and she co- forms a really strong uh, bond with. Naninska, Viola Davis character. And um, it really builds from there. And we also get the influence of the Portuguese coming in. They want to take over the tribe and end the kingdom of Dahomey. And uh, they're sort of at the gate at the door. And it becomes this big epic battle movie uh, with some of the most amazing fight choreography I have seen in a long time. There's a lot of thought put in here. The cinematography is really beautiful, not too showy. Like it's really cool. Like I can't remember the last time I watched an action movie like on this scale where I'm like, okay, I can actually see all the action that is happening. It's not like mm-hmm. I've had this problem with a lot of like even um, Marvel movies where I'm like, this is great, but actually the action scenes I'm kind of struggling to see what's going on. You can tell they're kind of creatively not. You know, they're a bit bankrupt in terms of how to choreograph the fight scene. So they kind of make it really um, shaky cam and they kind of make really big cuts. But here we get amazing choreography with stunt. I imagine the stunt doubles because the stuff that they're pulling off is, you know, it's Mad Max Fury Road level of, of choreography. It, it is really, really cool um, with a really epic soundtrack with some really great African um you know, native scores thrown in there are used really, really well, and it's a very emotional movie. Um, it has some really good emotional beats that come into the third act, and you know, I, I thought I find myself having a little, you know, almost having a little tear towards the end. Um, it, it's a really powerful film, very, very funny. Lashana Lynch is also in this. She obviously, mm. um, from the latest James Bond movie, kind of launched her career. She is incredible in this. She has um a really fun dynamic, um with with naoi and as she trains her there is some really fun stuff happening in this movie and it was just two nearly two and a half hours of just like really good i I haven't seen a movie like this in so long it was just it was like one of those ones that really got you into movies those big epic movies like dances with wolves or or you know or glory something that you could just sit back and you're like right i am watching a proper movie and you know what like like I said in my in my letterbox review, uh, Avatar is being re-released for two weeks. But you know, don't sleep on the Woman King because it's definitely worth seeing. And I, I I imagine that a lot of people will be skipping it to go see Avatar. So please don't do that. This is definitely worth your time.
1: Yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds great. Um, I mean, you've sold me. It was it was a film that was on my radar, but I, I didn't know much mm-hmm. about um yeah between between yourself and your your glowing review and and uh john boyega i was listening to him on a podcast he's great and about it
0: who does he play Mm -hmm. who does he play what's his character he he plays the king of Dahomey. um yeah and he's great he has quite a few scenes in this he's not only you know he's he's throughout the whole film and he really sells the regality really well of a king mm-hmm. he seems He just holds. he has such a poise to him and it's great to see him play a character of maturity and um yeah he he's really good and he plays a character who is quite level-headed and um respects his generals and makes really interesting decisions and is dynamic and yeah he 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 sells that really really well i love seeing john bayek on screen and, and it feels like yeah. we haven't seen much of him in a while
1: no he has such a good presence and uh yeah, mm. just hearing him talk about the film the other day um, on the on I can't remember what the podcast was called, but it was just um, mm-hmm.
0: yeah so linked and hearing him passionate, so passionate about his culture.
1: About. So and and yeah, just so passionate about who he's helping. Uh, you know, kind of bring mm. up and, and kind of who he's who he wants to see represented on the screen. It's really yeah, uh, really good to see. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I mean. I only knew John Boyega was in it recently. This film's not about him, clearly at the end of the day, and Viola Davis is, is the is the big star and yeah, she looks like she's gonna do an incredible job. So yeah, I uh, I definitely might be going off to see that one.
0: Yeah, I, I just really wanna highlight the um the young actress Thuso Mbedu who plays Nawe. She is incredible i i recently saw her um in barry jenkins underground rail railroad which again is another amazing series that a lot of people probably haven't seen because it wasn't heavily marketed and um she is going places honestly man she is a, she is an incredible presence um even though viola davis is such a seasoned actress formidable i mean it's scary to share a scene with her and uh shares the majority of her scenes with viola davis one-on-one and she holds a candle really really well to her she is she acts like somebody who is so seasoned and has been doing this for years and there's such control and thought putting into it and it's really amazing to see um a young actress capable of you know this maturity Uh, i i think she'll be you know years to come we'll be seeing oscar nominations for for um, this young actress. She's she's incredible. I, I really wanted just to shine a light on, on her performance. Uh, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be a week away
1: from the release. I think yeah. it comes out the October, 2nd of October. 2nd. So yeah. maybe just under a week. So yeah, sounds like myself and everybody listening should be off to go see The Woman King.
0: Not in 4DX though. So. <laughs> IMAX? IMAX, definitely. Okay, nice.
1: I think that kind of brings us to a nice close for this episode of The Film Angle. Um, everybody go see The Woman King, as we said. And Beast. Yes, it rules. Should hopefully still be in cinemas. And if you fancy switching your brain off and watching Idris Elba fight a lion, I know I've probably said <laughs> that more than anybody's ever said that on a podcast before. But Idris Elba fights a lion, go watch it what's not to love it's a pretty decent film (laughs) uh yeah yeah what is not to love so yeah that's it for this week's episode make sure you like us and subscribe to us wherever you can rate us where you can tell your friends and family about us and anybody else who might be interested in the film angle so
0: i'm alex (laughs) and i'm chris good night